And let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much again tonight. You're a good God. You're a faithful God. Lord, we acknowledge you to be our source, to be our strength. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. He is our guide. He's our helper in all things. And Lord, we just look to you tonight to have your way in us and through us. Speak to us and give us direction for this time and for this hour. May each and every person receive what is necessary for their lives tonight. We give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 For those of you who don't know, let me just throw this out before we get back into the message. Uh, uh, Bible school has started around here. We started last night. Have a great group, and it's got, you know, we're just excited about what the Lord's leading us to do there, and 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 the future, and and it's just going to be uh, exciting thing. And so we're we're on our on the road, and uh, things have begun. A new era in the in the ministry here, and uh, and so I believe it's going to produce great fruit great fruit in and through the lives of those who are there and uh, and even in, in in coming years those who are a part of that and so uh, praise the Lord glory to God Ephesians 6 and verse 18 says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and so uh, we began speaking to you last week about all kinds of prayer, okay? Previous to that, we were uh, teaching about the armor of God and, and, and discussing what we ought to be wearing spiritually to be protected from all the wiles of the enemy and all the fiery darts that are thrown our way. But the end result of this is not so we just stand there with the armor on, but actually, in context, we get prepared, ready spiritually, so that we can pray. And so that we can get something done in the earth. Okay, We must rid ourselves of any kind of notion that would uh, imagine that whatever God wants to happen is simply going to happen because He's God. The fact that something has not taken place in the earth or in your life is no indication at all that God doesn't want it to happen. Sometimes people have, th have said and they have thought, well, if God wants to do it, I guess it'll happen. And if God doesn't want it, I guess it won't happen. How many know that removes prayer from being even wor worth anything? If God's going to do whatever He's going to do independent of prayer, then prayer is completely unnecessary. We must realize that God does have a will. He does desire to do things in our lives, in the earth. But prayer is a key component to uh, bring about the manifestation of God's will. Okay? I believe that many times God is just itching to move. You know what I'm talking about? He can hardly contain himself, but he must. But he can hardly contain himself. But he must contain himself until somebody asks him. There's something about being on the earth that gives us the right. And we're the only ones with that right to make requests and put a draw upon the resources of heaven. If we do it, it'll happen. If we don't do it, it won't happen. Not because God doesn't want it to happen. Simply there wasn't a person with their feet on the earth. 
Okay. In other words, your earth suit gives you authority in the earth to get things to happen down here. I, I, you know, say, what about people in heaven? Don't they pray? Well, I don't know if it's actually called prayer <laughs> up there. I mean, if you just talk about prayer in its simplest form, of course, it's communication with God. And I bet there's all kinds of that happening. But I have no reason to believe for a second that my grandmother, who's in heaven, can pray for me and do anything about my life here on the earth. I have no scriptures because how many know, I mean, things would be happening all over because there'd be no hindrance there. Okay, there's no flesh that doesn't want to cooperate and doesn't feel like praying. Know what I'm talking about? I mean, prayer lives, they'd be getting stuff done. I really believe that for things to happen, for God's will to be accomplished in the earth, God's got to have people who will act on His Word. He's got to have people who will pray out His will and seek Him concerning what He already wants to do. Okay, and so that's the basis. That's kind of the starting point. We talk about prayer. Uh, This verse... Uh, 618 here in the in the NIV says it this way and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always be praying for all the saints again being alert carries the connotation of again the soldier who's ready for battle he's got his armor on he's ready and for the person who's going to be a person of prayer they're the kind of person who's on alert what are we looking for the main thing is we're paying attention to the lord who lives on the inside of us looking for his promptings and his urgings that say it's time to pray there's something happening now now is a critical time you need to pray You need to respond and be ready. And then, of course, when we run into people who have need and who are bound up, we pull out our sword. Come on. And we go to to work, go to battle, so to speak, in prayer. And, uh, and, And so this is the attitude, the mindset we must always have, that on all occasions we are prayers. Okay? When the Bible says that we're to pray at all times, obviously you're not praying now. I'm not praying right now. When we're to pray always, it's simply, I think this is a good uh, translation here, on all occasions. There's not certain parts of my life that I leave outside of the prayer element. Okay? Some things have prayer and other things, well, I, I deal with those. I'll work on those myself or that's kind of outside of the prayer realm. No, in every situation, on all occasions of life, we, are, we need to be prayers. Okay, this makes a major difference in our lives. Now, last week, we we were giving you a list of what prayer is not. Okay, we said to you this, number one, that prayer is not going to change God. Okay, again, let me just say this. Understand that God is on our side. He already loves us. He, his will for us is good. So I don't want him to change his will for me. I don't want him to want something different for me. What he wants for me will make me smile. Come on. It will make me happy. I'm on his side. He's on my side. When I pray, we're working together with the Lord. Number two, we said prayer is not the solution to every problem. We must remember there are things like obedience. There's things like faith 
and just doing right. And prayer is not a substitute for that. Number three, we said prayer is not a sure sign of spirituality. Sometimes people pray, and they pray with ulterior motives, with wrong ideas. Well, we saw in the, in the Scripture that hypocrites love to pray. Jesus said they love to pray. Hypocrites love to pray. So not everybody who prays necessarily is a mature spiritual person. Number four, we said prayer is not without rules. Prayer is not without rules. There are guidelines, there are instructions and rules that govern, are supposed to govern our prayer lives. If we want to be effective, we should pray by the rules. Okay, just like if you want to play football, how I many know it helps to know the rules of football? You can't just run anywhere at any time and just do whatever you want out there. I'm just playing football. What's the problem? You know, there are rules. It doesn't work without the rules. And, and likewise, some people just pray. I'm just going to pray. Woo! They just pray. No guidelines, no boundaries, no word. No, there's no rhyme or reason to their prayer. No, no, uh, no foundation or basis for what they're praying for or how they're praying. Are you listening? Rules. Let me just throw this out. I, I, this wasn't planning on getting into this in this message. But some of the basics, uh, this surprises me sometimes uh, when I hear people who have been Christians for many, many years. And they make requests and their prayer begins like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to do this, such and such and such and such and such. In, for Jesus' sake, amen. Well, how many know that's not praying by the rules? Say, does it really matter? Got to tell you, it really matters. Jesus said in that day, you will ask me nothing. Can you talk to Jesus? Yeah, you can praise him and talk to him. But when we're making requests for God to do something, we're supposed to address the Father. I think it's honorable and respectful to the Lord to approach him in the way that he prescribed. Not just kind of, footloose and fancy free i'm just coming in on my own terms and you know uh, i'm free in christ i'm going to pray however i want and you're going to get nothing too and then i gotta tell you i just think it's kind of disrespectful to the lord not if someone doesn't know that's not they're just they're just not in the know but we should make it important what the lord says when you pray and make requests pray to the father and and, and i threw that other part in there and don't pray for jesus sake are you listening Pray in Jesus' name. That's how he told, told us to pray. Pray in his name. That's in his authority, in his power. We're praying as if, as if Jesus were her himself asking the Father. Okay? And, uh, you know, if I'm praying for, uh, for a need to be met, that's really not for Jesus' sake. That's for my sake. Huh? You know, if I'm praying for my food, he's not going to eat it. Are you listening? I'm going to eat my food. I need to be praying, not for his sake, but for my sake in his name. Okay? And I just throw that out. I know, I know I can remember as a child saying, praying those type of ways. And, and I, as later, I thought, where in the world did that come from? How, how did we start to learn that? Where did we learn these methods? And, you know, sometimes it's just tradition that's passed down. And, and people don't mean wrong. They don't have a wrong heart. They just, they're just ignorant of Scripture. Okay, and it'll help us. We'll be more effective the more we do things in line with God's word. And so we said, number four again, uh, prayer is not without rules. Number five, we said prayer is not limited to certain people. 
In other words, some people are called to pray and some people aren't. No, according to the Bible, we are all supposed to be praying. Okay, all believers are to be prayers. Jesus called the, uh, the house, the temple, a house of prayer. In the new covenant, we become the temple of God. All right. And so we are then all a house of prayer. All right. Someone said, I don't know if I'm really called to pray. If you're a Christian, you're called to pray. Okay. You are called to be a prayer. Number six, I didn't give you this one last time. Number six, prayer is not all about request. Prayer is not all about request. Many times people only pray when they want something. They pray when they, when they need God to do something. Heal this, provide for this, give me an answer to this, help this person. And uh, is prayer about request? Yes, but it's not all about requests. So what do I mean? Well, just in summary, briefly right now, prayer should be a lot about praise and thanksgiving. If I were to put a measuring line on it, I would say the vast majority of our prayer should be praising and thanking God as opposed to simply making requests. And I really believe that if we will spend, you know, if we had 10 minutes to pray, if we spent maybe seven or eight of those minutes praising God, thanking Him for His promises and what He's done and how much He loves us and everything you can think of good about, and you just praise Him, praise Him, and at the end said, oh yeah, and Lord, I, you said in your word that you would provide this, so I ask you for this in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. I think people will get a whole lot more success in their prayer lives instead of praying, 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 praying about the problem, whining about this, telling the Lord, you know, and just repeating, rehearsing everything that's wrong, and then at the end, oh, and thank you, Lord. Because hmm. sometimes that's just done out of obligation. We know because we read Philippians that we're supposed to pray with thanksgiving. And uh, so we threw that in. But I want to tell you, make it the central part of your prayer life. So I'm saying, I don't know how people pray so long. What do they say? Just start praising God, thanking Him. I tell you what, God will hook up with you in that kind of prayer. Well, I think when, pe when people are just rehearsing everything that's wrong to the Lord, telling Him about all their problems, I don't think there's any inspiration in that. Okay? Say, so do I need to mention it? Well, quick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah? State your, state your situation, and then spend most of your time reminding the Lord of what the Word says, and be in praise and worship. And so most of our prayer is about praise and worship, also just about fellowship. Sometimes prayer is not making requests, it's just talking with the Lord. How many know He's a real person? Oh, he, he, he's, he, he's supposed to be a father to us, right? And so our prayer lives do not have to be, oh God, thou art holy. And we go into, you know, we go into King James mode, Elizabethan English, and, and, uh, and whenever we are, we're addressing God, we, we do it in such a way, come on, we need to be real. We need to be, now, real respectful? Yes. But really ourselves? Yeah. I, I, I really think that God uses people's personalities. And, it, and you have a personality, and it was at least part of it. I mean, sometimes we need tweaked, but, you know, the basic of, basics, basis of it is God. It's the stamp of God on your life because he's a little bit like that. If you're kind of a jokester, I want you to know, so is he. If you're more serious, so is he. You know, all of these things are kind of a reflection of part of God who is complete and full in everything. And so be yourself. Amen.
Now, if you, could, if, you're, if you yourself are a negative person, that part's not of God. That's the part of your personality that needs to, you know, get pushed off to the side. <laughs> but if you're, if, you're, if you're negative, no, get rid of that. And if you're just all bound up, get rid of that. We need to be free. But again, be yourself. Amen. The Lord has big shoulders. What if I say something wrong? You're okay. Now, we want to say things right as much as we can, but understand, the Lord's not mad at you if you, if you miss it and say something wrong. And, you, you know, I think people have fumbled over salvation prayers and got saved anyway. Know what I'm talking about? I know sometimes uh, Christians are, are, if they haven't led many people to the Lord on a personal level, they get nervous about uh, when the time comes to pray, man, I hope I get that prayer right. I hope I get it all right because, man, this is, this is their salvation right now. I don't want to mess this up. Listen, I think if you get really close, <laughs> if you're close, the Lord says, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm serious about that because he is really looking at the heart. Does it matter what we say? It does, but it does, it's secondary to the heart, okay? And when people have a, a heart that's seeking after God sincerely, man, God will move in that situation really, really quickly. So number six, again, it's not all about requests. Number seven, what prayer is not? It is not a psychological force. Prayer is not a psychological force. And the reason I bring this out is because you will oftentimes even hear this in the world nowadays. You'll hear secular television programs, and they'll talk about the power of prayer. I don't really know if I like the power of prayer. I want to hear, uh, I would say, the power of God the power of His Word, the power of His promise, the power of His Spirit, but the power of prayer. Prayer really is a vehicle to access the power. Prayer in and of itself is not powerful, okay? Because how many know there are people praying to trees? There are people praying to all kinds of uh, things that don't exist, they're praying in what in some situations they're praying to demons, even though they don't they don't know that, and some do know that, and they're still doing it. But prayer in and of itself is it a powerful powerful thing? Because people have done studies, those who prayer get better quicker and all that. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have any kind of effect on a person's mind and, and their their emotions and their soul, uh, just from a very natural uh, element. But when we talk about prayer. I'm not talking pray so you'll just be psychologically a little bit better off. And I'm talking about tapping into the very power of God. Tapping into the very resources of heaven. When we pray, this is real substantive stuff that we're getting involved with. Not just being religious, not just fulfilling uh, any kind of religious obligation, but realizing and acknowledging that there is a God who loves me, and He said if I would call upon Him, He would answer me. He, I, if I would call upon Him, He would show Himself mighty in my life. We need to believe that, and because of that, we do pray. Because we seek God, He's going to answer us, and He's going to show Himself strong on our behalf. When you seek His face, He's waiting to move in your life and show you more than you've ever seen before. That's the reason we pray. Now, I'm going to pray and see if this works. Huh? I, I, I think that might be one of my points. Yeah, that's number eight. It's this. It's not a wish or a last-ditch effort. Prayer is not a wish or a last-ditch effort. I do not approach prayer like, man, I've tried everything else. I don't know what else to do. 
I guess it's I guess I'll pray. And someone else says, you know, has it really come to that? <laughs> man, it's you were got man. <laughs> I do not view prayer as man, it's my last chance. You know, like at the, the basketball game. And they're down by down by two. One second left. They're at the opposite end of the court. And the uh, the basketball player just throws the ball up. And the, the announcer sometimes will say, he threw up a prayer. <laughs> well, that reveals the mindset, and I think this is in Christians too, okay, reveals the mindset that many have towards prayer, that there's no guarantees. It's, in one sense, a very chancy endeavor. You might get lucky. You just might, if, the, if everything's right, it just might go in the hoop and it'll be great. But you know, probably not. That kind of understanding does not motivate me to pray. And I really believe, come on, now you can see by how many people really spend quality time in prayer. A lot of people think that way. They do not actually believe that when they speak to the Father and they pray that things change every time. And if you, if you don't believe that things will change, that you could, sit, you could pray for an hour and it won't make any difference in the world, I understand a lack of motivation. But I must be convinced, first of all, ahead of time, that when I pray, things move. Yeah. When I say things move, I mean God's power is released. Angels are set, angels are set in motion. Things change. Demons are bound. There's all kinds of activity in the spirit realm that changes people's lives and allows God to move in a stronger way than He is currently moving. Because it's His will, and my prayer activates that. I believe that. I believe when I speak in, a, in an unknown tongue that things are moving. Things are happening in the spirit. I'm not just speaking words into the air. Not just speaking things that are in, uh, you know, unintelligible, not not understood by any. But there is actually spiritual activity going on. When you believe, I tell you what, this is true. Some things are happening more than you know. But when you up your confidence level in what God said would happen when you pray to Him, things will happen even more. Because it's not it's not all just about words. It's about faith in those words. And when you pray and believe things are happening, that's when things are happening. Oh, yeah. You, you have never for a moment wasted time, with, wasted time in prayer when you were in faith. Now, if you're just doing it out of religious duty and obligation and for some other reason you are praying and you are praying apart from the word, you could have wasted time. But when you've prayed God, God's word and you believe that he heard you when you prayed, you have never wasted any time. God has responded to these things. And when we believe that, ooh, it, makes, it really changes the whole atmosphere and an attitude of a prayer meeting. Okay? Prayer meeting should be powerful. Should be, should be just a manifestation of God. I mean, how, how can you talk to him and him not respond? What is that? Like a, uh, you know, like an unresponsive husband. Hmm. God is not that way. Isn't that right? Aren't we, aren't we the bride of Christ? Draw some parallels there. You're not going to move towards him and him just be stiff. 
not going to move towards him and he doesn't respond to you. He ignores you. That is not the way the father is. Amen. He's responsive. And when you move, he moves. When you, when you speak, there's a response from heaven. Amen. Amen. Even back to Daniel. We've talked about this recently. But Daniel prayed and immediately there was an answer sent from heaven. Immediately. It took a little time to get there because of the battle in the heavenlies with the angelic spirits. But uh, Daniel prayed and 21 later, days later things showed up. But he prayed and God responded. Say it out loud after me. When I pray, when I pray things, move. things move. Things happen. Things happen. There's, a There's a response from heaven. My prayers, My prayers are effective. Are effective. My, prayers My prayers are powerful. My prayers change things by the power of God. Amen. Amen. So again, number eight, prayer is not a last-ditch effort. Prayer should not be something uh, that we fall back on, but it really should be something that we lead with. Okay? In other words, I'm always praying. My prayers are out in front of me, not just when I get to something and, oh, what am I going to do now? I better pray. <laughs> Well, if that happens, get to praying, all right, but better off, we're always praying, we're praying out in the future, out there where God is, out there, out there where he's got it all figured out, and the enemy, enemy's just scratching his head trying to figure out what's going to happen. We're out there with the Lord in the future, dealing with things that have not yet manifested and happened. What, what does a good prayer life do for you? Well, a good prayer life will keep your heart sensitive to the Lord's voice. It'll keep your heart sensitive to the Lord's voice. It's very easy when people stay out of the Word and out of constant communion and fellowship with God for their heart to grow cold and sometimes calloused and and, and hardened concerning what God is saying and doing. And we need to be sensitive to what the Lord is doing. It'll also do this. It'll keep you honest. When you're talking to the Lord on a regular basis, it'll keep you honest. It'll keep you true because how many know He sees everything? And knows everything. And that thought can sometimes escape our consciousness. That he sees all and knows all. He knows every thought I have. And everything I'm doing. My motives. My actions. Everything. He knows it all. But when I'm talking to him. Lord. (laughs) It'll oftentimes just remind you. That he is right there with you. Knowing everything that's happening. It'll help you. To maintain strength. A strong prayer life. Will help you to maintain strength. Strength. You know the scripture says in in Isaiah that if we'll wait upon the Lord, he'll renew our strength. Whenever you're spending time with him, there's something happening in you. Okay, what is it? Spiritual strength is being renewed. Yeah, and and how many know physical strength starts on the inside? Yeah, many times people who are are, are always weak, I'm not saying there's there's no connection maybe to a lack of exercise or a bad diet or something like that, but a lot of times when someone's feeling weak, it's because spiritually they're they're drained. Spiritually they're they're, they're not where they're supposed to be. And spending time in prayer every single day, checking in to headquarters, checking in with the Lord and talking to Him a little bit, waiting on Him, what happens? Well, strength will come in you. In reality, what happens is you exchange strength with the Lord. What you have, He takes, and you get what He has. Oh, it's so, so valuable, so important. Uh, I remember hearing a quote, and I can't even remember it to quote it exactly right, but it was a, a, a minister uh, many, many years ago. He said, he, he said something like this. I'm gonna, I won't get it exactly right, but you'll get the point. Uh, he said, I am so busy. 
I have got so much to do. My day is so full that I am never going get, to get it done unless I spend the first four hours in prayer. <laughs> and when I heard uh, the statement that was something real close to that, I thought, you know, well, most of us would think, if you've got so much to do, you better use those four hours to get it done. Okay? But his mindset was, I'm going to be so much more efficient and get things done with the rest of my day if I spend good, quality, adequate time with the Lord first, okay? Am I putting a time limit on how much you should pray? No, that's between, between you and the Lord, but uh, I would say this, making prayer a priority will help you, help you with everything else. So my day is full. You better get up a little bit early and pray then. Yeah, I need to sleep a little extra. Well, you know, <laughs> not to undervalue what a good night's sleep will do for someone but i think uh, a good night's sleep with no prayer is not as good as a little bit less sleep with prayer okay with that time spent with the lord and uh, and, and to re- to get our strength renewed and, and so also if you're writing these down this would be number four in this list uh what does a pr- good prayer life do for you it helps keep you full of the spirit full of the spirit and uh, that's similar to the, pre- to the previous point, being strong or being full of the Spirit. But I want you to know that a lot of times when we pray, the way God answers us is by filling us with His Spirit. I don't know if you remember in the book of Acts in the fourth chapter, uh, of course, they were all united. They pr- had united prayer. They all lifted their voice at the same time, that charismatic stuff they were into. They lifted their voice together. They all prayed at the same time. And they prayed, uh, you know, Lord, behold their threatenings. Because they were being threatened not to teach and preach in the name of Jesus anymore. And they said, Lord, grant us boldness. And they said, let Lord stretch forth your hand to heal. That mighty signs and wonders would be wrought in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And what happened there is they were all filled with the Spirit. And I find that interesting. They didn't even ask for that. Not, not directly. They didn't say, Lord, fill us with your spirit. They said, Lord, look at these guys, man. They're threatening us. These people are trying to stop us. They're coming after us. We need boldness, Lord. We need, uh, it's time for us to have some signs and wonders manifested here. And God answered them by, you know, of course, he shook the house. And he filled them with the spirit. Many times when you're praying, Lord, I need wisdom, and Lord, I need direction, and Lord, I need this, I got this person I've got to deal with, and help me with this circumstance and situation I'm dealing with in my family or on the job, and God will respond by filling you. In other words, the Lord places a high value on being spirit-filled. Absolutely. He places a very high value on living a spirit-filled life. That's the initial baptism in the spirit, and that's the continual refilling of the spirit for the Christian. That will solve more problems than you know. It will make life so much better than we realize. Many times we are striving and we're working and we're doing it in the flesh. We're trying with all of our might to get things done when he wants to do things in the power of his might. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, as the, as the Scripture said. Well, being full of Him can make all the difference in the world. Praise the Lord. Number five, it'll help you to be reliant on Him. A good, solid, strong prayer life will help you to be reliant on the Lord. Again, talking, talking with Him, Creator of heaven and earth, of heaven and, earth and uh, uh, the one who owns it all, the cattle on a thousand hill, hills 
and the hills. <laughs> and, uh, he, and, and speaking to him constantly and regularly will help you to rely upon him and not upon yourself. And that's always a good thing. Amen. I think we've all tried to do it on our, on our own. We've all tried to make it on our own. When you rely on him, his mighty power will come through for you. Number six, it'll help you to keep your priorities right. A good, strong prayer life will help you to keep your priorities right. You'll realize it's not all about you and not all about your business. When you get to praying, you get close enough to him, you're going to feel the heartbeat of God. Okay? And his heartbeat is going to be, it's about the loss, i got to tell you, first and foremost. He wants the loss to be won. He wants people to be saved. And when you get close to him, you're going to start recognizing that. And he'll help you to keep your priorities right. I can't, I can't, I have a hard time believing that people uh, who are um, not really doing, not, you know, not really involved in, in the local church and, 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 and involved in any kind of ministry to another person. I have a hard time believing that they're, uh, they have a real strong prayer life. Okay, because I really believe someone with a strong prayer life will be drawn to minister to other people. And I'm not saying that prayer in and of itself can't be that ministry. It can. Uh, but if someone's, uh, again, if they're just praying about themselves, and, and I, I just think when someone has a strong prayer life, they're going to be drawn to the Lord's work. Which all over the world, those are local churches. Amen. And so, again, uh, the scripture says here in Ephesians 6, Wow, time is really going fast tonight, isn't it? Whew. It says that we should pray. It, it talks about praying in the Spirit. All right. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? We're to pray with all prayer or all kinds of prayer uh, and supplication in the Spirit. Now, we know that, uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 14, as, as I'm speaking here. We know from this passage, for example, that praying in the Spirit in a, typically will mean praying in other tongues, as, as the Bible says. It means praying with other tongues to pray in the Spirit. Let me show you that first, okay? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Who speaks in the Spirit? Who speaks mysteries in the Spirit? It's the person who speaks in what he says here. The person who speaks in a tongue. Okay? A tongue is a language. And obviously, you don't even call it that. If you're just speaking in your known language and you read context, it's talking about speaking in an unknown language because no one understands this person speaking, but in the Spirit they speak. How can I pray in the Spirit? This is one guaranteed way. I pray with an unknown tongue, okay, which comes as a result of being baptized in the Spirit, as most of you know. If you skip down to the 14th verse, he said, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So what do you mean my spirit? Well, in contrast to your head or your understanding, your spirit prays. He said, but my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, when I pray with my spirit, my brain is not involved. 
I mean, it's listening. It's paying attention sometimes, but it's not really being used. Okay? Is there prayer where our brain is involved? Absolutely. But this type of praying is when your, your head or your understanding is going. That's why it'll give you trouble sometime if you spend time praying this way. It'll try to talk you out of it. You start praying in the spirit, praying in an unknown tongue, and you want to do that for a while, your head will chime in. What are you doing? And after a little bit, it will get bored. You know what your, what your, your brain really likes, what your, your soulish realm. One of the things it really likes is entertainment. It likes to be entertained. And if you're doing something that does not entertain it, it's going to let you know. It's going to char- pipe up, and in your flesh, they kind of hang out together. The unrenewed mind and the uncontrolled flesh, <laughs> they're buds. And the flesh will ch- chime in and say, you know what, there's some pizza in the refrigerator. You could be doing this, or you could be eating that pizza. We could warm that up right now, and, there, and there's a movie on TV right now, and uh, they'll be talking together, pizza and a movie. <laughs> pizza and a movie we could be doing that and the longer you pray i mean they're going to be chiming in until until you finally say shut up i'm in control here and you keep pressing through and say i'm, I'm doing some good here but your spirit needs to be dominant spirit needs to be in charge and when you're praying in the spirit you're getting things done because you're not praying in the flesh you're praying in the spirit your understanding is not with you on this it doesn't know what's happening but you're, being, you're, you're being, being very powerful and effective in relationship to the realm of the Spirit and God's will being accomplished. He said the understanding is unfruitful. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. So again, we can see praying with the Spirit and praying with the understanding and singing as well are contrary to each other. In other words, they're, 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 shown, they're shown as opposites. I'm either praying out of my mind, my understanding, or I am praying out of my spirit, and it bypasses my mind. Praying in the spirit is very, very powerful. Now, it doesn't mean that praying with the understanding is unuseful. In fact, if people always only pray with the spirit, they, I think some of those people get strange. Okay, I, I really think God wants you to use your mind. You know, as, as we say, don't check your brain at the door. <laughs> you know, when you come into church, you, your mind should be engaged in much of what's happening and, and much of what we do. And we've got scriptures to pray and scriptures to stand on. And those, when we pray that way, we need to be praying with our understanding. Okay. In other words, you know, when I sit down to eat, talk about food again, <laughs> I'm not going to pray in tongues over my food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go into groanings and <laughs> little travail there. Some food will make you travail, I guess. But <laughs> but when I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give thanks for my food, I'm going to do that with my understanding, right? Because I know what I'm praying for. <laughs> I know. Who I'm praying to, I know, I know, basically know everything about that. There's no mysteries involved here. I don't know, is there a hidden 
thing here? Is there a mystery in the spirit that I need to pray about this spaghetti or something? No. Give thanks and believe that when you do, that God sanctifies it. Sanctified by the word and prayer. Right? It's sanctified. So I'm not praying in the spirit per se. At least not in a real specific sense. I'll get to the other side of this. But I'm praying with my understanding. Typically, I'm going to pray. If someone said, would you pray for me? I have a need concerning such and such. You know, uh, I'm going to say, what's your need? Okay. Is it, do we have a promise for that? Do we have a scripture on that? Then we'll pray with our understanding and pray in faith. Not pray in, not pray in other tongues. Amen. Okay, there's a time to do that. That's just not it. Maybe we'll get back into that other, that other stuff a, a little bit later. Okay, but when do we pray with the understanding? We pray with the understanding when we know what to pray for. Simple. Say, so I'm going through this, you know, I have financial needs. Should I, should I pray in the, with the spirit or with the understanding? You should pray with the understanding. Okay. Now, if you need direction or wisdom or you're needing to hear from God, that's, that could be a time to pray in the Spirit. But if you have a bill due and you need finances, you know what the need is, you know what the answer to that need is, and you know what God has promised. You don't need to start praying in other tongues. Okay, it's time to take the promise, stand on a word, ask Him for it in Jesus' name and be done. Okay, so what we're talking about here is kind of understanding when certain types of prayer are to be used. Someone said, I'm just going to pray. Well, how are you going to pray? Because we're to be too, too broad and too generic just to say, I'm going to pray. All right, when we're specific, now listen, when you know you're praying the right way, your faith will rise. When you're specific, sometimes people might wonder, uh, Sometimes when I, when I minister to the sick, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a great understanding of physiology and, and uh, all the diseases. And uh, sometimes people tell me I've got such and such disease. And I think, what in the world is that? I've never, I, don't think, I don't think I could say that. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wish I, I had greater understanding. But whenever I can, whenever there's, it's specific enough, and someone will tell me, okay, I, I, there's something wrong with my eye. But instead of saying it's just my eye, and they'll tell me it's this part of my eye. That helps my faith. Because why? Then I can speak specifically right to the retina. You know, or they say I got a cataract on there or something. I can speak directly at it. Doesn't mean that's the only way it can happen. But the more specific we can be knowing God's word and knowing what a problem is, we can be specific with our prayer or, in this case, ministering the anointing and, and, and speaking in faith. And therefore, our confidence rises. But if I'm just, I'm just going to pray, it's just all general prayer, I think my faith is going to be lower. But when I know, okay, this situation, I know how to pray about that. I know exactly what to do here. I know the scripture I'm going to use. Or if I, if I need wisdom and I know what the scripture there is. And I know if, if I'm going to speak in other tongues, I know what's happening. and know why I'm doing it. I know the end result. I know what I'm seeking. I'm going after something specifically. Instead of just, okay, let's pray. What should we pray for? How should we pray? Who we pray to? In whose name? For how long? Amen.
Okay. And so, uh, again, there's different types of prayer, different reasons why we do the simple, these different types of prayer. And uh, we're going to get into some of these uh, in, in the coming weeks as, as I believe the Lord will lead us. But understand this, that prayer is about a relationship with God. It's about communication and fellowship with God. But also, see, that's one side. Let's turn the coin over. Prayer is also a legal transaction. There's two sides. Sometimes when I pray, it's not a whole lot of serious heavy-duty business going on. It's just fellowship with the Lord. I'm talking with Him, thanking Him, Lord, you're a good God. Not really doing any, any battle. <laughs> not really, uh, you know, dealing with heavy issues. Just fellowshipping with Him. Okay? Just like you would fellowship with a friend. Fellowship with, your, with a family member. Fellowship with the Lord. Talk to Him. Okay? But other times, we're making a legal transaction. In other words, God wants me to pray because there's something He wants to do. He needs someone who's on the earth who will ask Him to do it in the name of Jesus. And as soon as we do, ooh, He's on the move. And God needs people to do that. He needs people to stand in that place. And it's not insignificant. It is not a waste of time. It is the very means by which God will change people's lives and His work will be accomplished in the earth. There are so many things that would be different today, absolutely different, if people had stood in their place, had taken their place as a child of God in the earth and had made requests from heaven and put a demand on the resources of heaven. Things would be in manifestation today. I don't know about you, I'm going to be a prayer. Man, when I know, know what to do good, when I know to do good, I'm going to do it. When I know to pray, and I'm going to pray. I believe it's powerful. I believe it's effective. I believe sometimes I pray for five minutes. Things happen in five minutes. Yeah, it's not a waste of time if I, if I, if I can only get a little bit of time in sometimes. And sometimes when I can pray longer, it's effective and powerful. Yeah, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you. We do honor you and bless you today. We do thank you for what you have done, what you are doing. Thank you for your word. Lord, you're, you're instructing us and teaching us how to pray, teaching us how we can move in the Spirit and be powerful representatives of you in the earth. Lord, teach us how to pray. Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. And Lord, we've got that record. We've got the word. But from your word and by your spirit, teach us all to pray and be effective. Be powerful and be able to change things, of course, in our own lives, but in the lives of others and lives all around the world. Lord, thank you that you are at work today in this time and in this hour doing a great and mighty thing. And as we seek you, we will find you. <laughs> Glory to God. As we call upon your name, you will answer us and show us great and mighty things which we do not know. Lord, we believe we receive the hand of the Lord moving in our lives today. Praise God. Praise God.